Hey, welcome to Sunday Afternoon Mama, a podcast designed to help you learn to create a calm and joyful atmosphere in your home. I'm your host, Hannah Riddle, a wife, mom, and former teacher living in the Pacific Northwest. I certainly don't have everything figured out, but I hope to encourage and inspire you to be the best mama you can be. Are you ready to jump in? Today, we're privileged to talk with my friend and guest, Christina Hyde. In this episode, we'll find out how light impacts our sleep, discover ways to create a more peaceful bedroom retreat, and you'll hear what the hood gift is and whether or not you have it. This is episode 64. Here we go. Well, thank you, Christina, for being with me today. It's great to have you back. Um, I thought you could just take a moment and introduce yourself real quick in case we have any new listeners joining us today and maybe haven't heard you before on the podcast. Hi, I'm back. (laughs) My name's Christina. Um, I'm a wife. I'm a mom. And with whatever time is left over after that, I'm a part-time nurse. I've really enjoyed getting to visit with Hannah and with you on this podcast because it inspires me to be as a mom, to be present, to be joyful, to be organized. Whatever the topic is, I can guarantee that it's going to be a challenge to me and it's going to be something that I'm working on getting better at. Somehow getting to talk with you about the hard stuff or with a friend even if I haven't met you, makes it seem more manageable. I'll be hanging my head a lot as we talk about sleep today, but um, <laughs> but I can guarantee you that I'll be working on developing better habits. Yeah, I'm with you on that too. <laughs> so this whole month in January, we're talking about health and establishing realistic but somewhat ambitious goals and working to lay that solid foundation of healthy habits in our lives. My main foundational habits that I've been working on are sleep and water. I figure if I can start there, the rest of my habits and goals will more easily follow. And often we experience that positive domino effect. And I'm going to talk about that a lot this month. So our choices do have that ripple effect or domino effect, right? And we can set up a positive one or a negative one. So here's what a negative domino effect for me could look like in the evening, right? TV paired with like a junky snack, letting the next episode play. Thank you, Netflix, for making it so easy. I mean, hard for us to control our screen time. and zoning out and then I'm not talking with my husband I'm thinking I'm relaxing but really I'm getting kind of amped up thinking about a murder in the crime show or the scenario in the sitcom or and then I have found I don't know if you find uh-huh. this too but unhealthy snacks often beget other unhealthy <laughs> snacks oh yeah <laughs> and if you let go control at the end of the day when it's getting late you may binge on tv and food and not even realize it our self-control definitely gets weaker at night at least mine does oh yeah yeah <laughs> so today we'll explore how to prioritize sleep and find out all of the incredible benefits of a good night's sleep and we'll strategize about ways to tweak our bedtime routine so that going to bed actually seems more appealing than staying up too late so I'm just going to start with a little excerpt from a book called The Seven Pillars of Health that I'll reference throughout the month and it'll be linked in the show notes. And basically this doctor set who wrote it says, what if Walt Disney World stayed open all night or let people in at 3 a.m. <laughs> cutting short the repair time? The park would eventually be unsafe, unsanitary, and unappealing. It would end up a rundown shadow of itself, careening toward financial disaster and worse, causing injuries or deaths on rides that were not maintained properly. And he goes on to say, lack of sleep is just as disastrous for you as an individual. A good night's sleep is free. A bad night's sleep is costly because it takes a toll on your health. And I thought that was such a powerful example. So let's start by just asking the question, what do you think are the top reasons that we don't get enough sleep? Being that it is so important, but what's what's hindering us? I think my main reason that I don't get enough sleep is that I go to bed too late. I mean, that should be a no-brainer, but... (laughs) Hey, it's a real struggle. <laughs> that's that's the start. But um, aside from the evenings that I work, the primary reason that I go to bed late is selfishness. I think that's the root. It's nice 
to have time at the end of the day to do anything I want to. And I don't want to stop doing my thing, whatever it may be, and go to bed because that choice signals the end of my time. I tell myself that I function well on six hours of sleep just to justify (laughs) staying up till midnight to finish a book or a project or watch that last show. I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't think it's selfish to want uninterrupted time to oneself, but it is important to take care of yourself and your mental health. Um, I do think it's selfish of me to want to extend that indefinitely into the night because then it steals the joy from the following morning as I drag myself out of bed. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's exactly how I feel. There are also some physical and mental challenges that can lead to too little sleep. So the top three factors that this book was talking about that rob women of sleep are stress related to work or family. I completely completely agree with that one ailments such as an allergy or cold and this was kind of funny to me an uncomfortable mattress or pillows I mean these are like top three things it's like a physical thing that's pretty easy to fix like the the stress one that's more trick you know that's trickier but the, I just thought that was good news actually that the list is somewhat encouraging there's there are some things that we can adjust to help ourselves be more likely to get adequate sleep. If you're wondering about ideas for ways to decrease your stress, you can reference episode 63. There's a lot of good tips in that one that we discussed. So we can't change people. We can't change work. We can't change certain things, but we can change how we respond to them. And then those other two factors that the book mentioned about like things that interfere with sleep, like allergies, colds, all of that, there are medicines and natural remedies we can try. Like my little boy, right right before Christmas got croup. And one of the best ways we helped him to sleep was put a cool mist humidifier in his room and it cleared up his breathing so much. And then with the mattresses and pillows thing, I love that because it's like, just maybe we can save up for a good quality mattress because it is worth it. We, you know, even if it takes you months to save, it'll be an investment in your own health and kind of peace at night. Bed has to be this pleasant, peaceful place you want to go to at the end of the day. So I think soft sheets, supportive pillows, relaxing ambiance can all help lure us to bed more easily. That's why we love collapsing into a freshly made luxurious bed at a guest house or a hotel. Plus it seems luxurious that someone else prepared a beautiful bed for you. (laughs) But what do you think, Christina? Yeah, I'm totally with you there. Um, One of my main motivators for changing my sheets is getting to be the first one to climb into the freshly made bed later. (laughs) Yes. I really love that lingering fresh scent of a finished job meaning the laundry's done and the making up the bed is done. And it reminds me that I actually accomplished something in that day. Yeah, that's so true. Which is always nice to remember. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Besides these top three factors that rob our sleep, what are some more possible pitfalls, do you think? Well, to be embarrassingly honest, um, I need to clean up the mound of clothes in my room. (laughs) (laughs) I need to sort through my closet and pull out the things that I no longer use. And I've started that project and then I started it again. And then I started it again and I just need to finish it. (laughs) (laughs) And having to move a pile of clothes to fold or to put away or clothes to triage, to keep or to goodwill, it's not relaxing. And it just reminds me of one more thing that I need to do or one more ball that I dropped right before I go to bed. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It kind of adds to that stress too, just that low level of like, I feel like just those logistics about the bedroom are actually really important. Like the temperature in the room, the clutter, like you're saying, the comfort level. So here's a fun little test that um, this doctor was talking about that you can answer these questions to yourself. We'll answer them together and see what we think about if we're getting enough sleep. So here's the quiz. Number one, do you need an alarm clock to wake you up in the morning? Most of the times I will be almost awake when my alarm goes off, which helps. But if if it's coming back after Christmas break, Mm -hmm. then the alarm clock goes off. And no matter how much, it's just really hard to get up. Yeah, I agree. (laughs) I I do need an alarm clock. I think 
Uh, yeah, I think I think I do. That's what okay. I'm just going to say. <laughs> Number two, do you get drowsy while driving short distances or while waiting at traffic lights? Mm, I don't think. No, 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 no. Yeah, I me mean neither. Thank I'm goodness. Not to, I'm not trying to answer the, give the right answer each time. But. <laughs> right. <laughs> Number three, do you run out of steam in the middle of the day? Yes. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I really love a good nap. <laughs> yeah, me too. Part of that, I feel like I can have a free pass because I do have a toddler, but I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I think it's sleep related as well. Number four, are you irritable and agitated? And oh, that's a hard one to answer. Mm. Can I plead the fifth? I know. Sometimes <laughs> I definitely am. It depends on the day. <laughs> yep. Number five, are you a light sleeper and wake up easily at every noise? No. Once I'm asleep, I'm pretty pretty deep in sleep. So I, I think I'm a no as well. Okay, here's the last one. Are you unable to get persistent worries out of your mind? Again, I think it depends um, on what the worry is. Yeah. Usually I'm pretty good at it, but yeah. sometimes I'm not. I would say I'm a 50-50 as well. Sometimes I can. Sometimes I will stay awake thinking about something. I think it depends on the day because there's some days where I'm just super stressed about mm-hmm. things and then I just feel like I can't organize. And I'm like Phoebe all twirly. Yes. Um. <laughs> exactly. So he says if you answered yes to even some of these, you're probably lacking sleep. If you're not sure... Try sitting in a comfortable chair in a darkened room for five minutes. (laughs) If you can't do this without falling asleep, it's a sign that you need more sleep. And I don't know that I'd fall. I'm not a fast faller, a sleeper, but I would be like, oh, I'm so comfortable. Mm -hmm. I'm about ready to fall asleep. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd say that's that test is probably revealing to me that I I do need more sleep. So another more food for thought is um, something that Gretchen Rubens, you know, she's a favorite of mine because I talk about her constantly, but she talks about habits in her book better than before. And she says, beware of loophole spotting. And that can be applied to to sleep, too. I'm sure that we all have an excellent inner lawyer that can spot loopholes because um, I know I do. Oh, yeah. Especially where it concerns sleep. Oh, yeah. So she just means that our human nature seeks loopholes. Sure, we want to lose weight or get more sleep, but we are always looking for a way out, like the exception. And I love that because it's so true. Gretchen says, a loophole is an argument for why we should be excused from following a good habit. Mm -hmm. I have done this. I'm sure we've all done this. She goes on to say there are several types of loopholes, like the moral licensing loophole. It's okay. I've been so good. I deserve this. Or the tomorrow loophole. Mm -hmm. I'll start tomorrow or this weekend or it doesn't really matter what I do today. And I like this one too, the false choice loophole. So she goes, one of her example is, if I go to sleep earlier, I won't have any time to myself. (laughs) And I just thought, I've said that to myself for sure. So I don't know. How does that? I'm hanging my head. Yeah. I'm very good at justifying things. <laughs> yes, I think we all are. So how can we adjust our thinking? That's what we're going to try to tackle right now. So we've established like why it's essential for us to rest. We're going to be better mamas when we're well rested. But how can we make this a priority? Oh, that's what we'll, I yeah. don't know. So let's, well, let's move on from the why to the what and the how. Yes. Um, like starting with the logistics of our room. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, so for me, here's some things that I've read about and then experience that I feel are very helpful to making your room more conducive to a good night's sleep. So you can diffuse lavender oil or you can have even that linen spray or something, whatever products you enjoy that really help you have a pleasant smell in your room. And I think chamomile tea, any kind of herbal tea with honey is always really nice or even um, warm milk. Some people love to like have warm milk at night. 
dim lighting is really, really helpful. It kind of signals to our brain it's time to wind down. If you enjoy candles, a great pillow, a good mattress. It sounds silly, but to have great sheets and blankets because you might have maybe something that's just getting really old and I don't know, it might not be as comfortable as it once was. So investing in a good mattress and a nice set of sheets that you are looking forward to sleeping on. Oh, well, I think especially with sheets, I'm, I love like, the 100% cotton sheets because they last for forever and they just keep getting softer. Plus they don't they don't pill and and they breathe and they seem to the bed stays fresh longer. Um, yeah. But that's just my little cotton sheets. I know. I love that. <laughs> yeah, and I think having a decluttered room helps like you were saying about piles of clothes or laundry that needs to go away. It many studies have actually proven that that physical clutter can mm-hmm. help lead you to feeling overwhelmed yeah. and give you that <laughs> leads to mental clutter. Leads to mental clutter. <laughs> so seeing stacks of mail or unpaid bills or sloppy scattered items everywhere, you know, all of that, or an unpleasant odor of some sort, dirty laundry, I don't know. <laughs> Let's it's, not talk about that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not going to draw you in, right? It'll just cause more stress. So not having that clutter can help your brain even to just relax and not feel that stress of, oh, I haven't done these things. Oh no. Like waking up to clutter or things that you haven't dealt with is in weeks. And I've done that is not fun and it can hinder and hinder sleep. I think you took the words right out of my mouth. Um, I really do love lavender and not having to move mounds of clothes (laughs) off the bed to be able to go to sleep is also lovely. One other thing, in addition to cotton sheets that I love about going to bed is in the wintertime switching to like a soft flannel sheet. I did that right before Christmas and it really ups the cozy factor. Yeah, I agree. In addition to the logistics of our room, our bedtime routine can promote or hinder sleep. Dr. Colbert, who wrote that book that I was referencing, The Seven Pillars of Health, he reminds us that as the sun goes down, our bodies will relax naturally because we are designed to stay in sync with the cycles of nature. So when the light fades, he says the hormone melatonin is released into our bloodstream, and we know this, like it released into our bloodstream, making you sleepy. The amount of melatonin your body produces is affected by the amount of light going into your eyes. That's why we're more alert and awake on a sunny or bright day, he says, or lethargic on a gray day. He also states it's it's why some people can work all night staring at a computer or television screen because they're feeding light into mm. their eyes. And I just, in my notes right now, I typed like, yikes, I do this yeah. in like all caps. because. It's, <laughs> and my husband's always like, don't feed more light into your eyes. You're yeah. just going to wake up even more. And I, I always want to be like, no, it's fine. Not this time, the loophole. Yeah. Like, not this time. <laughs> I'll and be fine this time. <laughs> anyways. I know they make like a dawn simulation wake up clock. I wonder, well, I bet that simulating dusk might help us to go to bed. I mean, I know the light goes out outside, but yeah. I'm not ready to go to sleep at five o'clock right. in the afternoon. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, I wonder, I know that having fewer lights in the house and using lamps or candles is mm-hmm. more restful. And I wonder if you could program your computer or your phone or your TV to gradually give off less light in the evening. Like you could just start a timer that's like 45 minutes and it just starts getting, giving off less. I yeah. No, I love these Maybe ideas. that's something we should invent. Yeah, we should. And, or, or one of you should invent. Yes. <laughs> so some more ideas about winding down could include things like taking a hot bath, using a face mask, or again, lighting candles, really having that ambiance that's calmer and dimmer. And I've heard it's even that it's okay to watch some kind of funny TV show because you like laughing and just relaxing a little bit and then shutting the TV off. Um, that's the trick <laughs> is to turn it off after the one show. Journaling can be really helpful for some people getting their thoughts out or even writing down a prayer at the end of the day that something is really been on your heart you just need to express that and get it out so you're not 
thinking about it when you go to bed. Reading is, is often very helpful. A lot of people I know love to read before bed. I'm trying to get better at that habit. Diffusing oils, like we said earlier, maybe even giving yourself like an at-home manicure or pedicure, something just where you take some time to scrub your feet and just like take care of your body, give extra lotion, especially in the wintertime right now where it's so cold and we're more, our, our skin can be dry. So again, just a cup of tea, maybe chatting with your husband, like let's not forget to do that. I, I just think it's such a difficult day and age to like really create healthy boundaries with ourselves and our screens because we've got relationships we want to maintain. And a lot of times at night, it's like, I'm so tired. I don't want to think. I don't want to do anything. And then I sometimes forget to really have a good conversation with my husband. One thing I do is, I mean, I have back pain, moderate back pain I I have to deal with. So even getting a tennis ball and you can stand up against the wall and just massage your lower back. Like if you just Mm -hmm. bend your knees and roll the ball up and down, that can be helpful. Um, some people really like me benefit from a sleep mask or even earplugs or white noise or quiet music. Anyways, I think it's just, those are just some more ideas. So like a sample wind down routine could include a couple of these elements. And I'll be curious to hear what you say, Christina, but for me, um, maybe like a lavender Epsom salt bath, um, with a candle or some dimmer lighting and putting a face mask on while you're doing that. And then making sure to take a few moments to stretch before you crawl into bed and have maybe a cup of tea with a good book. And I don't know, those are the kind of things that when I do them, which I'm trying to make that a more of a daily habit, I just set myself up for better sleep. And Mm -hmm. also there's been so much research about when you take the time to be grateful or thankful before you drift off to sleep too, thinking about the good in our lives instead of the bad or the negative, that can help us transition Mm -hmm. to a a more restful slumber. Mm Mm-hmm. Hearing your ideas um, makes me feel relaxed and sleepy. I think if you put me in a room, dark room for five minutes, I'd be out right now. (laughs) Um, Once I get in bed, I usually fall asleep pretty quickly. Um, I have what my family calls the hood gift of Uh being able to fall asleep anywhere. (laughs) We always joke about my dad sleeping on park benches during a lunch break on an all-day bike ride, but (laughs) he also has the hood gift. (laughs) And that's your maiden name, right? Yes. We just picked some random name. That's awesome. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Some days, however, I do have trouble slowing down my thoughts. So I play two little games to help me when I'm trying to go to sleep. Um, Calling it a game might be a stretch, but I don't know what else to call it. (laughs) Exercises. Uh Um, So the first is to try to help my body relax. So starting at my toes, I'll squeeze the muscles as hard as I can. For example, I'll curl my toes and squeeze as hard as I can. Then I flex my toes and then I flex my calves and then my thighs, then my belly, my hands, my forearms, upper arms. And once I've made it from my toes to my head, I try to flex every muscle in my body at once. And then usually I'm tired. But if I'm not, I'll start over at the toes again and somehow just like moving those muscles or like those isometric exercises where you're not actually moving anything. You're just like squeezing those muscles. Yeah. Um, But that helps if I can't get my body to relax. Mm -hmm. And then the second game that I play is when my mind is going a million directions at once. And rather than trying to slow down my thoughts, I try to hop from one topic or snapshot or idea to the next as fast as I can. Oh, okay. So never pausing to unpack them. I'm just moving on to the next idea. So for example, I'd start with 
NCIS, the show I was watching last night, mm-hmm. and then I go to fingerprints, and then that leads me to pedicures, and then the girls' weekend memory, and then and then winter highways, and that goes to snow, and then snowshoeing, and that tingly feeling your nose has when you inhale cold air, and then oh, it's suddenly nose hair, <laughs> and a nose hair trimmer, and then grandfathers, <laughs> and baldness, and then subway sandwiches. I know there's really a link there. Um, <laughs> I have a very distinct memory of my bald grandpa getting Subway sandwiches for all of us, but (laughs) you get my point. When my mind is rabbit trailing, I try to chase it down the rabbit hole of memory links until I get too tired and then I fall asleep. And that, that helps also to slow things down or just to distract my mind enough to be able to sleep. That's really good. I'll have to try that. So I wanted to throw in this fun tidbit to the conversation as well right now. So if you are dealing with maybe um, a scenario where you have a newborn baby or a, a child who's sick and is up throughout the night and or a toddler keeps waking up, if you're in a, a season like that, just understand the power of napping, okay? And it's okay. Like I'm giving you permission to take a nap because very successful men in throughout history have been known to nap. Winston Churchill, Ronald Reagan, Napoleon, Albert Einstein, Thomas Edison, and George W. Bush. So it's kind of cool. Hmm. It's like um, naps can restore your alertness. And hello, we you know we need this as moms about especially about 3 p.m. every day when school's out and we're back <laughs> on full duty with all the kids. So 10 to 30 minute naps are recommended since longer ones might interfere with your sleep. So I don't know. What do you think I'm, about naps? Oh, I'm a big fan of naps. Yeah, um, even if it's just 15 minutes of closing my eyes. Without sleeping, it helps my mind rest. Um, I always want to take longer naps, but if I take a 90-minute nap, I run the risk of waking up stupid, um, and then I totally blow the rest of the afternoon. I'm with you on that. (laughs) So here are some tips and a takeaway for you when it comes to incorporating these concepts and ideas about sleep into our lives. So the first one is to assess your current bedroom situation. Look at everything from the mattress you have to the sheets, the pillows, the blankets, the temperature, the lighting, the level of clutter, (laughs) and scent. Then right along with this, number two is to start saving for one new item that will enhance your sleep. So to me, again, mattress is number one. Like Dr. Colbert says, you spend eight hours a day on your mattress, not your couch. So you may as well invest in a great Mm -hmm. one. So what's another tip for us? To create a wind down routine that you can look forward to each night. Something I need to work on. Uh Um, So consider using a scent or dimming your lighting or something that's comforting um, books versus tv put your phone in the charger we recommend putting that out of the room something i also need to do me too <laughs> me too um, taking a bath or some kind of pampering experience um, not doesn't have to be long mm-hmm. but even a short one can feel like a trip to the spa prayer or gratitude journals just something that you look forward to to help you slow down before you go to bed yeah it's so good Another tip is to look at ways you can make your bedroom and bathroom more like a hotel or spa. So hear me out. Part of what makes a hotel or a spa so special is their attention to details and cleanliness. No one wants to go to a messy, disheveled looking spa, right? Can you imagine if you walked into this new spa and you tripped over the used robes and slippers that were just strewn about and the waiting area smelled of the employees takeout lunch? No, no, no. (laughs) No, my friends, you want the cucumber water, the quiet atmosphere, the pleasant spa music, the clean floors and the gleaming bathroom counters. You want the appealing snacks and comfy soft chairs to relax in before your appointment. You want to step into fresh slippers and a plush, freshly laundered robe. (laughs) So think of these factors. It sounds silly, but think of these factors in your own room and make adjustments. I love this thought. Even the simple things like Christina, you and I have talked um, a while back on the podcast about um, spring cleaning, I think, Mm -hmm. just taking even five seconds to fold a hand towel neatly back up or wiping the toothpaste smears off of the sink. It takes just a second and and then you leave the bathroom clean and it can just contribute to that feeling of pride and in your home and calm in your heart. 
And then, as we said, this is kind of a sub point here, staying on top of the laundry and floor clutter, like you were saying, Christina, and, and just eliminating it <laughs> so you can easily vacuum or easily just go in there and do what you need to do. And also just placing beautiful and useful items on your nightstand or a little table, whatever you have near your bed, making sure you know where things are can also help you sleep. So we love to have tea or water at night. Like my husband and I will always have something. So we make sure to have like a coaster and a little like great mug that we're going to use, like something accessible and a good book that we're reading and a, maybe a journal and pen is what you need nearby. Earplugs in a drawer, sleep mask, something accessible that you're going to need to help that sleep happen. My nightstand is like stacked with books. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a long to-do li- to uh-huh. read list. Uh, in addition to those things, one thing that I have added to my calendar last fall is a habit tracker mm. so that I can mark off the days that I didn't snack before I go to bed. Um, and it's amazing how just like that little X, being able to make an X um, yeah. <laughs> motivates me not to eat too much junk. I have a habit tracker for when I went to the gym or other goals just to keep me accountable. And I think I need to add an in bed by 10 o'clock habit tracker. Although I kind of really want to stretch that to 10, 30, yeah. <laughs> 11, <laughs> yeah. 40 and flip. <laughs> I know. I know. No, that's really good. So I hope these tips are encouraging to you. And again, these this is a real struggle, I think, for all moms. Like there's not one person I know that doesn't struggle somewhat with sleep and making sure that it's a priority. Because especially when our kids are little, you're like, oh, I just get this time alone and it's peaceful. But it'll come again next night. So I yes. don't have to just make that be like the one night forever. Yes. Um, the loophole spotting. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the false choice one. So yeah. So I'd love to hear Christina kind of along the same theme of sleep, like and what we've just been talking about. What are some of your favorite things right now? So one of my favorite bedtime things is a gel eye mask that Ooh. I can either microwave or I can refrigerate. Um, and I really like the warmth over my eyes right before I go to bed. Ooh. Um, I set a timer so I don't fall asleep with it on. But when five minutes is up, I really wish the alarm didn't go off. Yeah, no, that sounds amazing. <laughs> it needs to come with somebody to take it off after you fall asleep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I used to just wear like a t-shirt and shorts to bed or whatever old ill-fitting sweats I had that were too good to get rid of. But I never wanted to wear, you know, I think we all have those, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, last year I bought an inexpensive pair of pajama pants on Amazon. I think they were like 10 or $11. So they felt luxurious because they actually fit. They're long enough. They didn't shrink in the wash that oh, first that's time. Awesome. <laughs> I felt pretty in them and I just, I bought them just to sleep in, which felt like such a luxury. Yes. <laughs> um, it's my version of the spa robe. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love that so much. Well, moving on to a listener question. So I was talking with a friend recently who was really frustrated with her evenings because of the very things we were talking about. Like she wants to go to bed and sleep, but it feels like this is her only time to herself. And I totally get it. And she finds that her and her husband end up just sitting there side by side, but doing separate activities, like even watching different mm-hmm. shows or watching different whatever it is and not talking, which doesn't build their relationship. So I think this is a tricky problem. Like, so she asked, what do you do about this? Like, she doesn't want to neglect her relationship with her husband, but she's so tired by the end of the day. She's like, I don't really have a ton of energy to talk or, you know, do anything. I just want to kind of shut my brain off and watch TV. So, oh, Mm -hmm. what do you think, Christina? This is so common. What do we, what do we do? Well, I battle this also. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know that I have a good answer yet because I'm still struggling with it. One thing that helps is to have an early bedtime for the kids. Ooh, yeah. um, I have a seven-year-old and a four-year-old, and their official bedtime is seven o'clock. Mm-hmm. Um, some days we start heading that way at 6.30. Thankful they can't tell time yet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but realistically, they go to bed anytime between seven and eight because um, I'm not too rigid about that. But 
that still leaves at least a couple of hours after they're in bed to have time to yourself. Um, Both my husband and I like having time to decompress and just veg after we plunk the kids. But just thinking on the spur of the moment, I wonder if he'd be game if we set a timer so that we could take 15 or 30 minutes for Instagram or for hunting videos. I'll let you guess who is who. (laughs) (laughs) And then we put the phones away and took time to visit or do something together. I mean, because it's important to decompress. Yes. But I can't waste all that time and then I don't get a chance to talk with him, you know? Yeah. <laughs> no, that's a really good idea because then you have a few moments of really just like, oh, whatever, this is fun or I'm watching this cool video. You know, I love that idea. I might have to try that because I think that's such an easy thing for, for all of us to fall into is that, that evening routine that isn't most the most life-giving and isn't necessarily setting us up for success the next day. Okay, well, we've got one more little segment to chat about, and that's just a moment with our kids that just helps us laugh or not take life too seriously. And it's (laughs) called a bungalow moment just because when my daughter was younger, my six-year-old was younger, she could not say the word bumblebee, so she said bungalow. So, Christina, you're up with a bungalow moment. All righty. So the other day we were watching The Man from Snowy River with the kids, which is one of my favorite movies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, later my boy was unpacking the movie and telling his grandparents. And he's like, oh, there were three shootings and there were four kissings and there was one dying. And <laughs> I think we should summarize all movies like this. <laughs> so how many kissings and how many shootings? How many dyings? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That's incredible. I can totally picture him saying that yeah. too. That's the best part. Oh my goodness. Well, thank you again, Christina, for being with us. It's always so fun to chat with you. Well, it's good to be here. Thank you for having me back. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that wraps up this week's episode of Sunday Afternoon Mama. Be sure to tune in next week. And please, if you enjoyed this podcast, tell a friend or family member so they can check it out too. Good old fashioned word of mouth is one of the best ways to spread the news. And you can also screenshot when you listen and share that on your social media, which also helps get the word out. Come visit sundayafternoonmama.com and follow me on Instagram and Facebook. I'll be back with you next week. In the meantime, I'm seeking joy and peace with you so that we can be better mamas together. Take a deep breath and smile. You've got this. Bye for now, sweet friend.